Hi there, welcome to our podcasts from the Grow 2019 BOMA New Zealand Agri-Summit. Fantastic conference that's been going on uh, in Christchurch uh, with amazing speakers talking a lot about uh, the future of food, uh, of agri-tech, fantastic uh, ideas and technologies that are coming along to help farmers, to help food processors and linking uh, farmers and consumers and right along the value chain. In this podcast, I talked to one of the guest speakers, a young entrepreneur, Abby Ramanan from Insight Vision. Abby's based in San Francisco and started a company that uses hyperspectral imaging combined with machine learning to look inside goods focusing on food products at the moment. I sat down with Abby and talked to her about how she came to start the company and about how perhaps advances in using the camera imaging in a smartphone application could lead to some huge advances in technologies that could be useful out on the farm. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. I'm really happy to be here in New Zealand, like I was mentioning yesterday a bit of a lifelong dream to visit so really happy to be here so i started impact vision it's been quite a meandering path i started off in the ngo non-profit sector and i worked um at on a campaign around a financial transaction tax then i worked at oxfam i worked at a human rights charity and i think when i started becoming really interested in food i worked at fair trade the fair trade foundation on the global banana supply chain doing um, campaigning and uh, analysis around supermarket price wars and the impact that that has on producers in developing countries. And then I started my first business um, in London, a catering company working with migrant and refugee women. I then went on to work for a different NGO on food poverty. Um, and, uh, and then I became really interested in the, in the kind of discourse around food waste. So I started a second social enterprise with some friends called Day Old and we repurpose um, organic products from artisanal bakeries, uh, sell them at offices and then donate the profit to child hunger charities. And then I became really interested in food waste in the supply chain and then I was very fortunate to get a scholarship to go to Singularity University, which is also how I know Kyla who organised the conference because she set up the first SU summit in Christchurch. And there we learned about hyperspectral imaging by someone from a satellite company and his advice was this technology is dropping in size and price dramatically. Um, we're going to start to see a lot of on-earth applications. We did some research and felt that there were a number of hardware companies, but no one had really identified the opportunity around the software. So to be combining hyperspectral imaging and some of the more emerging machine learning techniques to use this technology to provide real-time information in the food supply chain post-harvest to really help food companies move away from using sample-based tests and visual inspections to a fully automated system for inline quality control. And that's what we really, really kind of motivated us um, using these new, um, or at least using these digital tools and this imaging technology in a different way um, in the food supply chain so that the food industry can start to benefit more from some of these digital tools and technologies that have been kind of exploding across the world. Yeah. So you talk so the the camera based technology yeah. so being able to see what those cameras are able to see. Can you explain I guess briefly what 
that hyperspectral imagery actually is? Yeah, absolutely. So hyperspectral imaging combines two different techniques, spectroscopy, which is the technique of measuring reflectance of light from a single pixel, but across hundreds of wavelengths, and using that to determine chemical composition or internal quality. But it's spectroscopy combined with computer vision. So you're looking at reflectance of light from hundreds or sometimes even thousands of pixels. And what this allows you to do is understand the distribution of information across the sample. So you're able to get a more accurate reading uh, in line. So that spectroscopy is a very well-established technique. It's been around for about 60 years. Um, and it's only recently in the last couple of years that being able to do real-time transmission of these very large images has been possible because of advancements in computation. So all of these trends have converged and as a result, this means we're able to use this technology in line and provide real-time information today. Okay, so one of the things you talked about, I think, in your talk was the ability for uh, to you to combine these technologies at the machine learning. Yeah. For it to understand then this is what my salad looks like in this bag, this is how long its shelf life is, or let me look at this piece of fruit, I can explain a little bit about that. So so we currently focus on unpackaged products. There are some plastics that we could possibly work with, but you reduce, because the plastic itself absorbs some light, so you then get a weaker signal. But what we're working on um, is doing inline segmentation of avocados based on dry matter. So you're basically... One of the things that hyperspectral cameras are very good um, and very sensitive at picking up are moisture absorption bands. So for things like um, dry matter or shelf life of salad, you're looking at moisture over time. Um, and that's and then you also, um, for dry matter, incorporate um, the ground truth measurement. So you basically try and get a correlation between what you see in the image and the measurement from the destructive test, and you repeat this process. And that's basically how you get to a, a result which means you are you can predict that quality attribute without using the destructive test right so uh it would be able to uh tell me how long my avocado is going to last for it's more that eventually definitely yeah. when there's a consumer application today we're more focused on if we can sort avocados into buckets where there, there's um, a similar range of dry matter, like 22 to 24%, and then 24 to 26% in these different buckets, you can then ripen much more consistently and start to reduce rejection, start to increase the consistency that's delivered to food service, start to increase the consistency that's delivered to retailers, and really start to drive down some of the waste um, that's being generated, particularly at food service. Mm, amazing. It, um there was also a little bit of discussion too about uh, and getting some feedback from the audience about Absolutely. how they could uh, use it. What were some of the ideas that they gave you? Like, did they? That's a great question. Um, there were a few different ideas. So generally, the point around microbial detection, pathogens, pesticide residues um, comes up. It's like I mentioned, it's definitely on our roadmap, particularly pathogens, because it's such a big challenge in the food industry, and a recall can cost up to ten million dollars, and all the brand damage and illness more importantly that kind of comes um okay unfortunately occasionally even fatalities so really microscopic objects um are always of interest uh, particularly in the primary sectors to pre- kind of prevent pathogenic con- contamination or being able to test for pes- pesticide residues so that kind of demand was definitely verified i would say that this audience is generally more aware of hyperspectral imaging because new zealand has Um, universities that have a really strong kind of academic foundation in using this technology for 
lamb um, processing as well as beef um, and because there is such a strong kind of agricultural livestock industry here it has been researched quite well so I, fe I felt that a lot of people in the audience were kind of familiar with the technology which is definitely unusual um, and also really interesting that and I like like I mentioned met a researcher in person yesterday who I'd been in contact with by email for a couple of years so that was great to finally kind of meet him in person and I think there were a few other questions that also came up around um, how this is differentiated from kind of traditional sorting technology so that generally uses information on the outside so looking for external defects or size or color or shape or weight whereas hyperspectral imaging the strength of it is that you're able to undetermine internal quality chemical composition so that's probably the main difference by looking at different parts of the of the spectrum um what other questions were there well i was just thinking that one of the things that came to my mind was um whether you could use this you know talk about dry matter whether we could use that in our pastures with our mm. pasture-based farming systems um or uh the forage crops that we use that the animals are harvesting themselves in the paddock um dry matter is our measure of uh quantity or yield or whatever and so it's vital for us to understand what that is mm. for the intake of animals to make sure they're getting enough Interesting. When, when they need it so I'm wondering whether it has some kind of application in that area whether you'd have a tool that you could go out into the paddock and Absolutely. scan it I think that's it. the kind of holy grail everyone is interested in a truly mobile solution and I definitely think this will become available there are companies working on it we've partnered with one that's developing a sensor for the smartphone a miniaturized hyperspectral camera. Wow. So then you'd be able to take it onto a commercial fishing vessel or out into the field or use it at a point of sale. There still is a certain amount of develop hardware development that needs to go on. They need to mass manufacture, they need to insert into a camera module. The price parity needs to come down um, so that a smartphone manufacturer then can mass produce. But I think within the next two to three years, that will happen. And our goal is to be hardware agnostic. So we want to partner with a range of different hyperspectral cameras for different functionalities. But I really think that when it reaches that point, um, hyperspectral imaging has the potential to become the next GPS in terms of what kind of potential it can unlock um, and I think particularly true for the food and agriculture industry so being able to take it into the field and like I mentioned um, out at sea um, in restaurants and point of sale and all the kind of different points of the value chain uh, berry distributors generally don't uh, process products on conveyor belts either so being able to take that into the field and then do assessments before it gets into pallets and mm. the distribution center so yeah mm. really exciting. grapes wine yeah table grapes yeah, yeah. The, the applications really are endless and then there are so many applications outside of food as well um, healthcare manuscript detection forensics so it's um, got a lot of potential, the technology. So the things that you do are really about marrying those two technologies together, the, the actual camera and its ability, but then also the um, predicting coming. Exactly. Yeah. We don't manufacture any hardware, but we act as a bit of a system integrator. So we source the hardware, the illumination unit. We've designed our own rig that's modular and can be retrofitted. And then we package all these components together with the software and then install in food production facilities. And really interestingly, like we were hearing a lot about subscription business models earlier ours is kind of a hybrid business model where there's an installation fee and then there's a recurring subscription fee um to the analytics great hey look thank you so much Abby. thank That's you wonderful. yeah it's been a pleasure thanks so much for having me